Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Rare. I'm your host, Ricky, and today we'll be talking about deck builders. What are deck builders, you ask? Well, they basically start out where everybody has the same hand, and you slowly build your deck to something completely new. Well, enough of the details. Let's roll the dice and get this episode started. Builder time! Building on up! I love deck builders so Same. much. I would say that deck builder type games um, are kind of what really drew me into like the board gaming kind of games. Like, you know, getting into board games uh, was really, I was really drawn in by deck builders it's it's such a cool concept like i don't know what about it i love i think is that you can kind of design your own deck as you play the game yeah i i don't know like i feel the same way like i'm not entirely sure what it is specifically that i love about them i just know that i love them and highly enjoy them whenever mm -hmm. i play them yes for sure because i know were you going to talk about Dominion? No. No? No, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't sure. Um, but like Dominion The Godfather yeah, of Deck Builders. Like the OG kind of deck builder. I mean, it was the first one that I played and like generally if you talk to anybody who's been into board gaming for a little while, we'll have heard of dominion or know somebody who has dominion or has dominion themselves sort of thing but i had some friends introduce me with dominion and there's something like it's just like medieval light fantasy like there's nothing super like bonkers crazy with it it's just you start off with a hand of very few cards and use those to buy more cards and i don't even remember the premise of the game except that you're buying cards to make a better deck <laughs> basically that's it that's it it's like the basis of any good deck builder is that it's just you buying cards to make a better deck to either like get points or knock out opponents or something along those lines <laughs> i will say i do prefer deck builders that who after so many rounds or after so many things or an ending condition i guess i should mm -hmm. say whoever has the highest points wins mm -hmm. versus knocking out your opponent i do prefer the points over the taking somebody out. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can explain why when when I get to the one one the, of those one of one of those games. One well, of those. One of those. So why don't you go ahead and start out with one of those? Oh, you want me to start out with one of those? 
Yes. All right. Well, if we're going to start out with one of those, <laughs> then I'll start with um, Star Realms slash Hero Realms. Mm-hmm. Um, they're by the same uh, designer and publisher. They're just themed slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the another thing that's different is Star Realms is only two players and runs 20 minutes. Where Hero Realms is two to four players mm-hmm. and can run 20 to 30 minutes. But yeah. they're both by Robert Doherty. Doherty? D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y. <laughs> and Darwin Castle. And they are published by White Wizard Games. So Star Realms is space themed and hero realms is fantasy themed that's uh the main difference and Mm. then obviously like the amount of players you can play with um with those games uh there's typically a like four factions in each one and each faction kind of has its own kind of way of playing and like abilities in a sense Mm mm-hmm and so, like, each player, like, in any deck builder, but this one, every, all players start with the same hand, or the same deck. Like, mm-hmm. there's just a standard, like, typically it's ten cards that are, like, two of this card, maybe three of this card, and five of this card. And you use those to get points to buy cards from the center row. So that that's the typical deck builder layout is you mm-hmm. have a set of cards, there's a center row that you purchase from, and then you like cycle through your deck and your your deck kind of gets better as you purchase and build your cards mm-hmm. in your deck. With this one, um, you are trying to knock out your opponent. So some cards uh, will have like money on them, which allows you to buy cards. Some of them will have power on them, which allow you to um, knock out or try to attack an opponent. Um, And then there's cards um, where you have like a commander that you can put in front of you that can like block damage. One of the things that I don't like about like the knockout deck builder kind of games is Mm -hmm. they can take a while. Mm, a a while longer than regular deck builders because Mm -hmm. there are also like healing cards so your health is constantly like fluctuating back and forth Mm -hmm. and i i would say sometimes we can play for like 45 minutes to an hour just because the you're constantly like healing and dealing damage and blocking damage and yeah stuff like that so that's that's my only negative about that specific style of deck builders but it's still fun trying to get those combos getting that synergy of your deck because there are cards that allow you to get rid of like your basic cards Mm -hmm. because those can kind of bog down your deck yeah clock it up a little bit so it's just finding like that 
sweet, sweet combination of cards that work well together to where there's times if you do it right, you can play almost your entire deck on one turn just because you're constantly mm-hmm. like getting cards out and playing new cards. Yeah. Just do this, which like, should do that. So if you're cards, into like yeah. combos, <laughs> deck builders are for you. For sure. I I think each Star Realms and Hero Realms have expansions. Um, but I feel like Hero Realm went to, like, an extra level. They have, like, hero packs where you can get, like, different types of, like, wizards and rogues and um, paladins and all that no. typical, like, fantasy stuff. Yeah. And they have, like, their own kind of cards to them. Mm. And then I think you, there's also, like, um, like, a campaign mode where you're actually playing cooperatively versus, like, a boss or something. I haven't mm. played that version, but I know that like they, they kind of took Star Realms, slapped a fantasy theme on it, and like took that and expanded on that. Ah. But if you if you want like a simple if you want it a little bit more simple, I would probably go with like Star Realms. Mm-hmm. But if you like the fantasy theme, definitely go Hero Realms. Yeah, that's Star Realms and Hero Realms. Nice. Uh I'll kind of keep with the theme and uh it's kind of the same roughly style you are attacking your opponents while playing it's called eternal chronicles of the throne um it is a two to four player game uh roughly 30 to 45 minutes i can see one of those going kind of longer it's designed by Derek Herring, Keenan Jackson, Raul Ramos, and Nate Storm. And the publisher is Good Old Renegade Games. Renegade. Um, so what is kind of fun about this game is it's set in the world of a digital uh, CCG game that is called Eternal. So it's cool they they saw that this uh, digital game was doing really well, and then they basically made a real version of it. Nice. It is it's it is really fun. I do like the style of it. It's basically um, you're fighting your opponents to have the throne. It's a last man standing sort of thing. Um, each player gets a tracker, um, with health on it. Um, and basically if you're the last one to survive, you win. Um, I will say I have played it with more than two people and the downfall with playing with more than two people is that you can only always attack the opponent on your left. And I think that was their way of like balancing it out versus just being a two-player game and probably stops people from just targeting one person out immediately sort of thing. Right. Um, so I can, I can understand why for balancing issues, but I, I liked playing it as a two-player. Um, but basically everybody starts off with roughly the same hand um, you start off with some cards to buy more cards, <laughs> and then, uh, you start off with some cards that don't really do anything for you yet, 
Because what is nice about this game is that generally with a deck building game, you have like a river of cards that you're kind of buying from, or you have like uh, sets of cards that you're kind of buying from. And in this game, they, they call like the river the forge, and it always has six cards in it. And normally um, in like a deck building game or like a game where you're like buying cards, you don't normally refresh until after your turn is done. Um, but as you buy, you refresh the forge. So if you had like six power to buy something and you bought something worth three power, as soon as you bought it, you would put a new card there. So it's kind of nice that on your turn, you do get options for possibly new cards as you're buying them. So I did I did like that about this game. Um, the other kind of cool aspect of it was um, there is um, a throne card, but on top of the throne card, there are seek power cards. And those get placed on top of the throne. And there's two seek power cards per player in the game. And that's basically when the throne becomes revealed and certain cards get added benefits when the throne is revealed. And some of the cards that you're starting off with in your deck uh, don't have any benefit until the throne is revealed. And normally the throne being revealed benefits you so you kind of want to get those seek power cards bought pretty quickly but i think there is like a timing aspect you can do before you reveal the throne um the other nice thing about it is that everybody is kind of starting off with the same hand except um there are basic units and there are 10 different basic units so with four people and 10 basic unit cards everybody still only gets one but the chances of you getting the same one every time you play um you know starts to go down a little bit so i like that they did give options for those 10 different starting cards and each of those 10 cards all have different abilities um different bonuses that sort of thing um so like um, when I was playing it, I had a card that had three attack power. And then when the throne is revealed, he gets two more attack power. So right out the gate, one of the first attack cards I had had like three attack and it was really good. And then when the throne was revealed, he was even better. But basically you just go on and you're buying cards as you're playing. Um, each player gets like a warp token and some of the cards that you can buy have like a little warp signal like symbol on them. And when you buy that card, you can flip over one of your warp tokens and basically play that card immediately into um, like the field. You also have to play all the cards from your hand every turn no exceptions you have to play every single card in your hand mm -hmm. and then the way that like the fighting works it's a little bit odd i thought when you're fighting you there's like an order to how it how it goes so like there's three steps to the game and each of the steps have you know 
things to do. So like step one is that you're playing the cards from your hand. You want to pay attention to the order you're playing the cards because you do have to play all of them. Um, and then you can purchase cards. And then at the last step in this step one is that you block damage coming from your opponent. So if you had anybody that has any attack, they become a blocker if your opponent had anybody attacking. If your opponent does not have anybody attacking, your attackers stay out in the field and then it is your opponent's turn. If your opponent does not have any way to block your attack by the time their step one is done, like if they didn't get any fighters that turn, your attack goes through and hits them directly at their hit points. And the same goes for you too. So if your opponent has a fighter ready to attack you and you don't have a fighter to block them, they attack your hit points directly. So it's um, it could be a little bit stressful <laughs> making sure that you have enough fighters to block your opponent's attack. Um, the fighters can have different abilities like flying can only be blocked by flying the different cards have different abilities um there's different um ally types so like some can be like the red symbol or the yellow symbol i think they all actually mean something but they're so tiny i can't tell what they actually look like they're just colors to me because <laughs> they're like they're super tiny in the top left hand corner um the card art because it's um, based on a digital game, I think they used roughly the same art. So if you're kind of interested, uh, I recommend checking out the digital game. If you're into digital games, it's a whole, you know, universe with lore, which I always find fun and interesting. And Jason really likes the game. Like, as far as like a deck builder game goes, I feel like it is kind of condensed a little bit because a lot of the, the deck builders that I have played tend to take up a lot of space because of all the cards that you're buying. They tend to be like, they take up a lot of table space sort of thing. But I, I liked how kind of condensed this like play area was a little bit. And you can play it with up to four people. I personally preferred it with two, but that is a preference. Uh, but that is Eternal. Nice. Um, so my, my, my next one is going to have a lot of similar elements, but this one is probably one that made me fall in love with deck builders and it's called Ascension. It is, I, I like personally how it's put together and it is one where it's based off of victory points instead of, um, doing damage to, to other people. Mm -hmm. So there is kind of like a set limit. Like you can visually kind of play out like when the game is going to end. Mm -hmm. It is one to four people and it plays about 30 minutes. I've I've never played solo, but I think Mike has and he, he enjoyed it. I'm not super familiar with how you would play it solo, but it is designed by John Fiorillo. Sure. Uh, Justin Gray and Brian M. Kibler, and it is published by Stoneblade Entertainment. So uh, the base game of Ascension is you start off with 10 cards in your hand. 
you have apprentices and you have militia. I think it's eight eight apprentices and two militia. So apprentices are your um, runes that you purchase things with and your militia are power, which you use to defeat monsters instead of using them to attack your opponent. So the monsters typically will give you victory points or like lets you draw a card or something. So there's like a benefit to attacking monsters. Um, There's usually six cards in the middle from it's just called like the center row it's not called not called anything special in this one <laughs> but there there is a lot of lore to this game mm-hmm. um the the rule books that you get will kind of tell you what's going on as story-wise in that set and i think you can also go on to like uh stone blades website and learn a little bit more about the ascension lore mm-hmm. um so there's four different factions. Um, there's like uh, Mecha, which are all about constructs, and constructs in this game are like permanent cards that when you play them, they're always out unless something gets rid of them, d- discards mm. them into your deck. Mm-hmm. There's Void cards, and Void cards are about getting power to you know fight those monsters. There's Enlightenment cards, which are typically more towards like drawing cards from your deck. And then there's, um, oh shoot, they're even my favorite type, <laughs> lifebound. Lifebound cards, which are more about um, getting victory points. And there's a special ability called like unity, which if you like, if you play a lifebound card and then you play another lifebound card, something will happen because you played two of the same type of card in, in the same turn. So they're kind of more about like working together. Mm. All of all of the factions can mesh well together, but obviously there's more of a synergy to if you collect more of a specific type of faction. So that's one thing I really like about it. You can kind of pace the game by like so. There's the the honor tokens is what the victory tokens are called in this. So the honor tokens. Usually in the base game, you'll start out with 60 honor tokens. Mm-hmm. And when that pool of tokens runs out is when the game is over. And like, so, but there's always an equal amount of turns. So if the first player ends the game, the second person will get another turn. If the second person ends the game, then the game's over. Mm-hmm. So depending on how many people you play, I typically only play it with two people. Personally, I enjoy deck builders with with just two players. Mm-hmm. It's like especially this kind it's not bad with three to four players it just it will take a little bit longer because you have more people and more turns to go through um so i like long games but not when i feel like that they could be faster so deck builder games i feel like they kind of go on long enough with just two people and mm-hmm. more people just take makes it go on yeah even longer. so i prefer it with just two people but you can play with more if you want to. <laughs> but the thing that I also love about Ascension is that there are so many expansions and each expansion always adds something new. So it's not like you're just adding more cards and playing the same game. Like mm-hmm. each expansion adds kind of like a new mechanic to it and something different. But you can still, you can take any expansion from Ascension and mix it together and still play it. So even mm-hmm. though it adds different mechanics, they're mm-hmm. all still 
you can still like smoosh them all together and just have one giant big huge deck mm-hmm. that you'll probably never get through yeah. um one expansion in particular that i personally like is called ascension x and it introduces a mechanic of day and night and so like some cards will have like a white border with like a little sun in the corner and other ones will have like a black border with a little moon in the corner and how that works is like it plays like regular ascension but what's more important is that center row as the balance if there are more sun cards than night cards then it's daytime if there's more night cards than day cards then it's nighttime and some cards will get a bonus depending on what time of day it is mm-hmm. so hmm. or if it's like 3 and 3 then it's not any particular time of day or night so like no cards get a bonus So it kind of adds that extra element of trying to push the cards in the center row a certain way to get a bonus. And it is like Eternal, where as soon as you purchase a card, it instantly gets replaced. So you could go from day to night or night to day in the same turn and get bonuses for your different cards if Mm. the cards come out right. Uh, There's also a couple cards where you get it for free, if it's in the center row and all the cards in the center row are daytime, and then there's also one where you get it for free if all the cards in the center row are nighttime. So it's just, like, it's fun trying to tip that balance of day and night Mm -hmm. on top of everything else. (laughs) I enjoy it so much. Um, There are so many different expansions. There's so many different things. Um, There's another one that does, like, you'll get kind of like a a hero card at the beginning of the game mm-hmm. and it's it's like not in your deck but you can earn like points towards getting that card and mm-hmm. then once you get enough points you add that card to your deck and it's kind of like a little bit stronger card than most of the other cards and it, it's kind of like you know free points or they give you like more power or lets you draw so many cards every time that you you play the card so that's another one Um, There's also the Dreamscape, which instead of getting um, power or runes, you get like these little dream tokens, which look like little eggs, and they let you buy dream cards, which dream cards are a little bit, you know, more powerful and have cooler abilities than some like the cards in the base deck. Mm -hmm. So there's just like these little things that they add in each expansion that like keeps you coming back and wanting to play more and mixing some of them together to see how they play and and just mixing those different mechanics together and it's just so Mm -hmm. much fun i love it (laughs) like i will always recommend ascension Mm -hmm. um it does have a digital app i will say the base game is like once you've played the expansions the base game is kind of boring (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's still fun um, when th- with starting out. Uh, the app can seem a little clunky sometimes. I-, I feel like if you try to play it on the computer, it's a little bit clunkier for some reason than if you get it on your phone. I feel like they just put a little bit more time into like the mobile app, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can purchase most of the expansions on the mobile app. I always feel like they're maybe like one or two behind the physical versions but ascension is one of those where it's 
there's some games where it's just so much more convenient to play the digital app and it is a little bit more convenient as far as like tallying up what you get in the round and making sure that you spend everything to like the most that you can because you can forget that thing that kind of stuff playing in person Mm -hmm. but i do actually enjoy getting the physical one out of this one it's just there's i just really love this game and another thing that's nice is each one comes with a board which has like the layout of how you set it up so it it keeps the play area nice and organized you know where everything goes that's so nice Um, there's also cards that are like always available so if there's something in the middle row that you don't want or you can't afford anything in this in a row because you have a base hand and everything's so expensive there's always some nice cheap um, always availables that you can purchase add to your deck to help boost your base deck a little bit until you can get those more powerful cards um, and then there's also always a cultist if you have two power and you don't know what to do with it because all the monsters are three or more you can always kill the cultist for a nice little honor point so there's there's like almost always something to do on your turn because of those extra little things off to the side and it's just it's nice it's organized there's so many expansions for days mm. it's just a it's a well put together game the lore is fun it's it's beautifully done like um there's different artists that have worked on it over the years the original artist um his artwork is almost kind of like a scratch board feel mm-hmm. and then um the, some of the newer stuff with the newer artist is more digital it's a little bit cleaner looking but mm-hmm. like each artist has kind of like their own unique style and representation of how they did things mm-hmm. and i don't know i really enjoy it i think it's a really well put together game and i highly re- recommend it nice. so that is ascension yay yeah. Um, I'm gonna talk about um uh, what is probably one of my favorite deck builders. Um, so much so that I do have like the two different versions of it. Um, what it is is it's Penny Arcade the game, Gamer versus Evil, and Penny Arcade the game, Rumble and Riley. Um, cause they I'm gonna smush them together cause they run basically the same there are some notable differences um but they are both two to four players um running about 30 to 45 minutes um they are both designed by mike donai i think it is and paul sadosan um but penny arcade the game gamer versus evil also has ben chichowski I think is how it's said, um, as another designer. And they are both published by Cryptozoic Entertainment. I will say that the Cryptozoic Entertainment deck builders are one of the most prolific kind of deck builders out there. If you like a theme of something, um, there's probably a deck builder made by Cryptozoic. (laughs) Yeah, they Um, tend to get a lot of, like rights to specific themes Mm -hmm. and we'll just they'll take a game and beat the crap out of it by just re-theming it Mm -hmm. for sure but i mean all the games they they have their own flavor to them i would think that kind of fits that theme so they aren't 
completely blandless, but they all run vaguely the same. <laughs> um, so if you like the way that they make their deck builders, I recommend checking out. Maybe you have a favorite theme and they have a deck builder in that style. I'd go for it. What I do like about the Penny Arcade one, um, it is based on the comics, the Penny Arcade comics. Um, so the art is kind of the art from the comics. It is jokes from the comics. I have never really read the comics. I still get a kick out of the cards. Um, like, for example, I and I will say this game is probably a more mature theme because of the nature of the comics. But like one of the cards is called Touch Wieners. And it's like two, um, like Dutch hounds on the card, and they call it yeah. Touch Wieners. Ugh. So, <laughs> Cryptozoic. I will. I will say that Cryptozoic is very good with the puns. For sure. Yeah, and I know like Penny Arcade. It's also like their kind of style of the art. They they are like super incredibly geeky and they have a lot of like game references and show references and movie references all within like the kind of geeky nerdy kind of fandom um if you have ever heard of um pax it's the penny arcade expo so <laughs> they're kind of a a big deal <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a big deal. But what I did like about the Penny Arcade one is that each game comes with um, your four heroes. Um, and each hero has a special ability and a different starting deck amount. Um, so like the currency in this game is split between um, tokens and power. Um Depending on the hero you pick, you get a certain amount of tokens and you get a certain amount of power. And then that's what you use to then buy the cards out. Um, there's always a certain number of cards out. So it's not a game with like a river. In the um, Gamer vs. Evil game, there are always... Um, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six... 7, 14 different cards out uh, that you can buy along with the two bosses. So normally they have like the base game is set with uh, what they call good cards and bad cards. Generally there's seven of each. There are more cards than that so you can mix it up yourself. You can randomize it so you could have like 10 um evil cards and um i lost my numbers already the rest of the good cards the generally the like good cards the green cards you buy using like the tokens the red cards or the evil cards you generally buy using the power and then there's uh bosses that you can then take down uh the bosses have loot so as you beat the boss you get uh loot that you basically can add into your deck that has like really awesome abilities and this is a victory point based game so um but the game ends when either 
one of the boss piles is gone or there are four piles completely empty. And they do have um, a bad card that you can get, you can give it to other people, and it's called Pax Pox, and that gives you negative victory points. And then the difference with the Rumble and Riley set is that there are now three boss cards. Um, the new boss card is a combination of power and tokens. And then there's also a line of cards that go with that that you buy using power and tokens. And they tend to be a little bit beefier. They got a little bit more kick to them. Mm -hmm. um, and the Rumble and Riley, uh, it's got a little bit of a Cthulhu theme. Your um, bad boss is Cthulhu. And it's really funny. The good boss is uh, Tycho's grandma. <laughs> Yeah, so, and, like, the cards are really cute. They're really funny. I would say they're kind of mature. I probably would not be okay with a kid playing it, but that's not my style. <laughs> but um, it is really cute. It's really geeky. Um, I always get a kick out of playing it. There's a card that's called bromance that when you play it you high five another player and you both get a draw card so it's always really fun when somebody plays bromance and everybody's like oh high five me high five me yeah. <laughs> but it's it's really fun and like even though because a lot of the times we'll end up like depleting piles before we're like ready to end the game so we'll just keep playing the game even though the game's already over we just always have such a fun time with it and it's it's one of the it's like the first deck builder that i bought um a friend of mine had had the other one and he wound up giving it to me because he wasn't playing it anymore sometimes for fun we mix up the cards in the in the two um there's not any real reason you can't i mean they're kind of themed for you know the game that they're made for it's using the same currency you could use the heroes from the two games but yeah those are the penny arcade deck builders gamer versus evil and rumble and riley so just a good kind of classic deck builder i like that you have to defeat a boss and it's victory point based it's a lot of fun so, my next game is going to be Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards, a Nihilageddon deck building game. Woo! <sighs> <laughs> I'm out of breath just saying it. <laughs> um, so, it's two to five players. It runs 60 to 90 minutes, so it can run a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. The designers are Matt Dune, or Dunn, Matt Hira, Corey Jones, and it's published by Cryptozoic Entertainment. Ooh. So I kind of thought a lot of their deck builders were the same, mm -hmm. but I feel like yours was a little bit different than what I've what I've seen from Cryptozoic. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they can step out of the box just a little bit when it comes to their deck builders. I think it depends yeah. on the uh, what do I want to say franchise. <laughs> Yeah, so this one runs similar to their Cartoon Network crossover deck builder game, which is, uh, they 
I think there's like, I think Cryptozoa came up with like a specific name for their mechanic oh, of for like their deck builders. Their format that they and use. They run on the same deck building mechanic, but they do, they are slightly different Mm -hmm. especially with the theme because epic spell wars if you've listened to our other episode where we talked about them are very adult and not Mm -hmm. kid appropriate Mm -hmm. at all not at all cross or cartoon network crossover is obviously based off of cartoon network shows so it is kid friendly so this one's like your your typical one everybody starts off with um the same hand one of them being a little no it's not one. Um, I. It is a card that you can get, though. Um, <laughs> but, like, some of the cards in this one, it's different because some of the cards literally do nothing. They just take up space in your deck. Boo. Um, like, they just, they do absolutely nothing. So even on, like, your first turn, it could be kind of like a dud of a turn because mm-hmm. you can't really do much except for a couple of things. So there's that. But there is a card called the Limped Wand, or the Limp Wand, sorry, um, where it is actually, like, worth negative points. Ooh. And so this one, it is victory point based, but you can kind of, like, sabotage the other players. Mm-hmm. And I feel out of, as far as deck builders, I did say that I prefer two players. I feel like the Cryptozoic ones are a little bit better with more players. Not yeah. saying that it's better than two players, but it's easier to play with more players mm-hmm. than what I would say like Ascension or Hero Realms would be. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels it, more it, balanced. It, 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 yeah, it flows a little bit better with more players than what some of the other ones do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, there's the center row like usual, but it is kind of like what you mentioned earlier where like when you buy cards they don't get replaced until the end of your turn Mm -hmm. so like the next player will get to see the new cards but Mm -hmm. you won't and then you can be like oh dang it where was that card i I wanted that card kind of thing yeah (laughs) um but there are always available ones if you can't like buy anything else but this Mm -hmm. one there's like um like a villain deck and that's one of the like there's like three different ways where the 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 game can end i I kind of forget one of the ways. I know one way is if, like, the the deck runs out. Not your deck, but, like, the main deck that you're drawing cards from. If that runs out, the game ends. Mm-hmm. Or I think this one, like, there's tokens that you can get. And maybe if, like, you run out of tokens. I hmm. might be thinking of another game. Anyway. <laughs> uh, or if you can, like, empty out, like, the villain deck than the game oh, okay ends. yeah yeah so like but the villain deck is a little bit like they're like stronger cards and i think they get like kind of worse and like uh there's certain situations where there's like i think there's like mayhem cards and if mm-hmm. that comes out then there's a group attack quote unquote that the villain does that gets activated by those cards and like bad things can happen when that when those cards come out so, like, you're you're building your deck, you're kind of trying to sabotage other people's cards, and you're trying to defeat the bad guys. So there's quite a bit going on. Mm. Um, 
but it's along the lines of Epic Spell Wars, so it's very adult and very, like, just borderline appropriate, borderling, <laughs> borderlining on inappropriate yeah, humor. Yeah. Like, it's just on that line where, like, it's funny without being like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> so, it, it's very adult theme. I would not play that with kids unless you don't care. You know? <laughs> adult themes with kids yeah um but if you like the epic spell wars but you want to try your hand at deck building i would say go ahead and get this game it's fun i actually kind of like this one slightly better than the cartoon network crossover there's something that just works a little bit better with Mm -hmm. this one Mm -hmm. um Because, again, there's, like, the factions thing going on. And I feel like in the Cartoon Network crossover, like, so I think it's, like, Adventure Time and Clarence and a couple other ones. And it it just feels like the specific cartoons work good together, but not necessarily as well with, like, other cars from other cartoons. Mm -hmm. Like, they work, but it's better if you get all the same, which is kind of boring. Like, you want to be able to mix it. Mm-hmm. where this one i feel like even though there's kind of like specific cards they work together a little bit better because they're not trying to line up anything specific with each other mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah so like i feel like it just kind of flows and works a little bit better than pitting those different themes and factions against each other mm-hmm. so I would recommend this one over the other one unless you're trying to go with something that's a little bit more kid friendly and maybe <laughs> you're you could play with the family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this one if you're having like an adult like let's have some alcohol, play some board games or yeah. something. Yeah. This one feels very much appropriate for that yeah. setting. Those the Epic Spell Wars games in general feel very appropriate for being like extra goofy with your friends uh-huh. does does yeah. the does the deck builder game want you to be like make goofy voices and stuff too or uh i don't think it it's as thematic as the other ones but it it's still got that same feel and mm-hmm. vibe to it so like i still think it fits in pretty mm-hmm. well with that nice so yeah epic spell wars annihilagaden okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) i am just going to lightly touch on it again because i did uh talk about it in the um crossing the mediums episode um it's the harry potter hogwarts battle it is uh designed by forest prison creative cammy mandel and andrew wolf um it's published by the op i'm just gonna kind of touch on it a little bit i i liked it because it's uh, a cooperative deck builder which is fun um you're working together to take out you know voldemort and the death eaters and the bad guys and it has a, a board set up you get to play through the years which is which is really fun i really like that they they kind of separated the years out like that and it adds more cards to the deck. Um, you can, you know, change out the characters a little bit. They get different cards um, in some of the later years, which is fun. 
and you generally play as Harry, Hermione, Ron, or I think Neville, because it is a two to four player game. Is it Neville or Luna? I think it's Neville because I feel like there's two expansions out and I feel like the expansions, one has Jenny and the other one has Luna, I feel. Um, Mm -hmm. But the expansions do let you not just add another character, but I believe they let you add another player. So if you get both the expansions, I believe you could play with up to six people then, Um, which honestly, um, when me and Jason were playing it, either we were playing it really badly or just having bad luck, but I think we were on like the third year and we were really having a rough time of it. (laughs) But it's it, it was... I, I talked about it more in depth in the Crossing the Mediums episode, but I really appreciated the the co-op aspect. You were still, you still had player agency on your turn to, you know, buy the stuff that you wanted for your deck that kind of would help, you know, everybody, not just you. So it's, it, it was really nice to be able to just kind of work together. I, I like co-op games and the you know co-op deck builder is just like really right up my alley (laughs) yeah i did like that about that because it's it's not common with deck builders Mm -mm. to have it be Mm co-op but yeah if you want to know more about that one we did talk about it in the crossing the mediums episode but that's kind of a little quick rundown of harry potter hogwarts battle again All right, well, my last game is going to be Clank! Clank! A deck-building adventure. And there is an exclamation point. There is. (laughs) Take it. It's very exciting. Uh, Woo! All right, it's two to four players. It runs 30 to 60 minutes. It is designed by Paul Denon, and it is published by Renegades Game Studios and Dire Wolf. Ooh. So, Clank is kind of a merge of and the best of both worlds. It is a deck building game and kind of a board game all in one, which sounds Mm -hmm. maybe complicated, but it's actually really fun and really well done in my opinion. Um, So, Clank, the board aspect of it is you have these, uh, you have a little token that represents you. And you start off in like this castle and then you're going down into a dungeon and trying to get like treasures and stuff. And those treasures will get you more points at the end of the game if you can make it out alive. Because there is a dragon sleeping down in the dungeon. And if you make too much noise, the the dragon will wake up and try to eat you. So it is kind of a push your luck kind of thing because you you want to stay down in the the dungeon as long as possible and get as much as the treasure but you want to come up before the dragon wakes up or before the dragon eats you and Mm -hmm. and if you die you know you might not get any points because Mm -hmm. you died Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you can make it out of the dungeon but not quite to the castle then you know the people in the village like find you and kind of help you back to the castle but you don't get as many points at the end of the game so it's it's a dungeon dive push your luck death building game and how the deck building comes into place is 
um, like, so you have movement cards in your deck. And so when you play movement cards, that's when you get to move your person. So the, the cards are kind of controlling, like, where you go in the, in the dungeon, mm-hmm. but, and like giving mm-hmm. you buffs and stuff like that, but you're still purchasing cards and, um, you're purchasing like always available cards, which will kind of temporarily help you. And, um, you can get like, you can buy companion cards, which will, which will help you in the dungeon and help defend you against certain things. And, and some of the cards are, are worth points at the end of the game as well. So I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's just so fun because it's deck building and a board game mm-hmm. together. And when we played it, like it looked really overwhelming. But when you understand the rules of how the board part works, mm-hmm. it's a deck builder just like any other deck builder. And kind of once you play one one deck builder, they're all generally the same. Mm-hmm. There's some things that are different mm-hmm. and each one makes it unique. But really, mm-hmm. once you've played a deck builder, you understand the the basis of the yeah deck the mechanics so, of it yeah uh, you don't really have to worry about the deck building part mm-hmm. you have to more so just learn like the board game part of it but it meshes so well like mm-hmm. you it, it sounds complicated but it works together and it's it's so much fun the first time we we got it because it was one of those games that we've heard of mm-hmm. and like we've always looked at it but we never played it but we kept hearing about it, so we finally got it, and I'm pretty sure we played it, like, two times in a row because it was just so much fun. And, like, we played it once, and we're like, let's do it again, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, uh, I don't know. It's just, it works so well. Yeah. It's it's one that I've always heard, like, really, really good things about, and there is a version called Clank in Space. Um, mm-hmm. it is what it sounds like. It is in space, but otherwise I think it runs pretty much the same. I've heard people say that they prefer the space one, but I think it's the theme of the space one that they prefer more, but they both apparently run pretty much the same. So if you're looking at one of them, go for whichever theme you like more. If you like more um dungeon crawly i would get the the regular one if you want more space themed get the in space one (laughs) yeah and each of them kind of come with their own set of expansions Mm -hmm. and what the expansions do is like instead of a a dragon it's um i think there's like a mummy one so there's like a, a mummy that's going around chasing you and there's like even some monsters like in the dungeon that like run around and stuff so there's like a mummy themed one there's a a spider themed one um we just got the adventure pack it i think it's like clank um instead of a it's still a deck building game Mm -hmm. but instead of just having like generic characters it actually gives you a character and those characters have like actual like specific cards to a deck with specific abilities to that character like they they kind of just play a specific way so it kind of adds more of the board game aspect to it but it's still the deck building thing i don't know it just kind of gives a face to the character instead of having just a little generic adventurer and Mm -hmm. it it adds an extra layer we haven't played it yet i'm looking forward to it to see Mm -hmm. what it adds to the game (laughs) um but i just i 
I know that I love it. I might not have explained it super well, but <laughs> I, I also highly recommend this game. Um, I've heard lots of people talk about good things about this game. So mm-hmm, if you're mm-hmm. looking for a deck builder, I maybe wouldn't start off with this. If you're starting off with deck builders, I yeah. would maybe try one of the other ones we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And working towards this, but if you're familiar with board games already and you're familiar with deck builders already and you haven't played this game yet, play Click. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Because Renegade always has amazing games anyway, so. I, I have Clank in space, but I have not been able to play it yet, and I am so eager to play it because i have heard like fantastic things about clank so i'm very very excited about playing it oh hell i'll play it with you yes because <laughs> i i haven't played the space one so i don't know what that one's like or what it even mm-hmm. looks like I, mm-hmm. i've only seen the base clank so mm. let's we do it go on adventure together adventure. <laughs> um i'm gonna do a Super quick mention because they are two really big ones and neither of us talked about them, but there is a uh, DC Comics deck builder, which is all about uh, DC heroes and villains. Um, So you got your Superman, your Green Lantern, your Batman, your Flash, like all of them because they have like so many expansions. So if you don't... so many expansions that one pretty sure it's by cryptozoic right yeah it's cryptozoic so so i think the dc is the same uh mechanic as like the crossover and the epic spell wars i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it's like that mechanic so Mm -hmm. with cryptozoic that's what i meant like they kind of like slap different themes on Mm -hmm. like that's an example of this like they all play the same but they just Mm -hmm. have different themes but their DC comics is huge. It's like they have an expansion huge. for everybody. Everybody. But I used to play that one a lot. Um, a friend of mine has it. Um, but I just I didn't feel super comfortable talking about it. But I do remember the art style on it was very like comic booky. Um, and it was actually uh, to me it was really well like run like the game worked really well together with the dc comics Mm -hmm. in the same sort of vein there is a marvel deck builder i can't say i recommend it but um i'm trying to pull it up here if i can learn to spell and actually what's fascinating is i think they came out the same year but the Marvel one is, uh, it uses the legendary uh, deck building mechanic, um, and it's published by Upper Deck Entertainment. I don't think I like the legendary style of deck builder, because no. I tried it. I didn't, at least for the Marvel one, I didn't care. And I was really disappointed, because I, I personally prefer Marvel over DC, um, mm-hmm. personal preference. But um, I just disliked the legendary theme on it. It was like weirdly co-op and competitive. And I just remember thinking the whole time, I do not like this. <laughs> Get me off of I this ride. Like it, Sam, I, <laughs> um, I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I haven't actually played 
legendary, but we have one because mm-hmm. of the th- we specifically got it because of the theme that was slapped on it. Mm-hmm. I I hate saying slapped on it like they just don't <laughs> care about it, but like it's just what it feels like. It's like the same mm-hmm. mechanic but with a different theme. Like, yeah, it's another one where like upper deck does legendary, and there's probably like ten. 20 different themes but it's mm-hmm. all the same game yeah um and i just remember it it could be because we were newer to board games at the time and so mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it was just intimidating because we mm-hmm. weren't used to it yet so maybe if we play it now it might be better mm-hmm. yeah but it just there was so many things to it, it was like well what's this why is this here mm-hmm. what is this like mm-hmm. going back to ascension like it's it's so simple mm-hmm. but fun where yeah. this just seemed like there was too many different elements going yeah. on and you just looked at it you're like what the mm. hell is even going on yeah like, what is this there was like three different things to focus on yeah i wouldn't because it was it's been a decently like a couple of years since i had last tried it and i'd be down to you know give it a shot again but i just like personally i felt there was too much going on for it so if you're looking for like a comic book themed deck builder i highly recommend the dc one um can't say i recommend the legendary marvel one (laughs) doesn't mean you can't give it a try no we just don't give it our thumbs up (laughs) (laughs) gotta talk about things we we don't like sometimes (laughs) yeah we do not recommend it, Mm-mm. but go ahead and try it if you feel like yeah. you just need to be defiant anyway. Yeah, it could be your kind of game. I don't know. I'm just letting you know my thoughts on it. Ricky's letting yeah. you know her thoughts on it. Boo! That's my thoughts on it. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Let us know your thoughts about our games and our suggestions. Let us know how you feel about these games if you have an opinion on it. Or let us know what you think or how we're doing on Mm -hmm. recommending games to you. Are we doing good? Are you wanting to buy these games? Or are you just like, eh? Talk Mm. talk about something else. Mm. We'll do it. Just let us know. Yeah. How can you you let us know, you might ask? Let me tell you. (laughs) You can find us on Facebook at Uncontrollably Fine. Or Twitter at UNCTRLFine on Twitter. Or new to the bunch is Instagram. Instagram. We're getting fancy now. So fancy. That should maybe be. we'll start maybe yeah. we'll start taking pictures of the games and posting mm-hmm. them so you can see them before you buy them. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Alright. So here's something for you guys. Let us know a game that has really inspired you or brought you to the table more than once. Something you really like to share with other people. Share it with us. Maybe it's something we talked about or something we can talk about in the future. Yeah. Always glad to hear what games people really enjoy. Because it's always fun to kind of see like everybody always has like a favorite game or favorite style. And we want to know what your guys' is. Yeah, you've heard us talk enough about what we like. We want to know what you like. <laughs> so let us know on one of our many social medias, and we will be so happy to hear from you. Bye! Bye!